Hello, and welcome to the Sacred Heart Open Forum. I am your host, James Bona, and today I am joined with... Aiden Knapp. Joe Mike. And Nate Stelmack. Today we are going to be talking about everyone's favorite furry friends, pets. Now, I can speak for the rest of my hosts when I say that we all have pets, and we all love them. And I'm sure many of our listeners also have pets and also love them. Me personally... I have one cat, his name is Duke, and I love him. And I also have one all-black German Shepherd. Her name is Nala, and she is Chaos Incarnate. Nala, that's a, I like that name a lot. Wait, is, is, that, is that the one from Lion King? Yes, you oh can tell God. that my family, when we come to naming animals, are very Disney creative. Disney fans? Oh, well, we named a dog after a cat, so... <laughs> I mean, nothing wrong with that, right? Yeah. Creative. We did have other names for her, like uh, Luna, because we are the uh, annoying type of Italians, where we act like we're straight from the heart of Sicily, even though we were born in Waterbury. Uh, as far as I know, James, you are straight from the heart of Sicily. Thank you, Aiden. I appreciate it. My cat was named Luna, too. Actually. I think that's the most common cat name. I think I read yeah, that Yeah, I know, yeah. It's like the John yeah. of the cat world. <laughs> <laughs> the John Smith of cats. This is also going to be like the most contentious debate ever, too. Yeah. Cats, cats versus dogs. Like, yeah, I just wanted to put that out there. I think it's more controversial than politics. It really oh, is. This is when we find out that one of you guys secretly owns a bird. <laughs> I'm more of a bird person myself. No, I'm just kidding. I don't have a bird. But yeah, uh, Nate, you mentioned one of your pets. Would you like to explain more about any of your pets? Yeah, sure. So, well, I I used to have a cat named Luna, but she passed away last year. Nin- I'm sorry. 19, 19 years old. Uh, oh, thank wow. you. Wow. 19 years old, yeah. Um, and then I also have a dog who's still alive. Um, his name's Harry. He's seven and a half. Um, and he's like, I don't even know what he is, to be honest. He's looks like a golden, but he's probably like the most diverse dog, humanly, doggedly possible. I, I don't know. Apologies for interrupting you, but is that Harry spelled H-A-I-R-Y or with two R's? <laughs> it's, with, it's with two R's. We named him after Harry Potter because we, really, we were really into Harry Potter when we got him. So As you should be. Just yeah, checking. Sure. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 you're good. Yeah, I have um, I have two dogs, uh, a Chihuahua and a uh, Pitbull Border Collie mix. Quite the duo, I know. Um, the Pitbull mix, her name is Layla, and the Chihuahua's name is Mia. And to be honest, I don't remember why we chose those names. Well, Layla was already named by the shelter, but Mia, we got her as a puppy. I don't remember why, but we chose. That's the like name the Mia. most odd combination of a chihuahua and a pit bull yeah, mix. They, yeah they get along great i have to say they get along great and uh it's it shocked me but they really do i uh, i have two cats um their names their brothers their names are hamilton because when we got him i was very deep in my hamilton face and uh roosevelt and it's theodore not franklin Now, uh, Nate, you did mention past animals, and 
I yes. wanted to wait until all of you went since this is going to be a lengthy topic for me because we've had a handful of pets, just to say the least. So when we were very young, my family and I, we had one pug. His name was Giuseppe. Oh, there's my dog in the background. But we had one dog, a pug. His name was Giuseppe. And we loved him. He was perfect. And then later, we got another another pug whose name was Luigi. Y- yeah, you can see how annoying we are with our Italian names. <laughs> Wait till you hear the other dog's name. Oh. But unfortunately, we had to get rid of those two dogs because my twin and my older brother were... They got very allergic to them, so that was unfortunate. But then once their allergies calmed down, we got an English bulldog... And we named him Capone. Yes, after Al Capone, the notorious gangster. Notorious gangster. That's incredible. I like that. But yeah, I feel like for an English bulldog, that's like the perfect name. Yeah. Though. Like Capone. Like. Uh, and then we unfortunately had to get rid of him as well. And then we waited a few years before we got three cats. Two were brothers and one was from a completely different litter. Uh, we had Duke, who I men- mentioned earlier, and he had a brother named Butterball, who was a very round cat, to put it nice- nicely. Very rotund? Yes, rotund, if you would. And then we had our third cat, who was my cat. Her name was Delta. Um, and we waited too long to get them spaded and neutered. So Delta had, you know, some fun surprises for us. And she had her first litter was with three kittens. And they all found homes and they're all living very nice lives. And so we're like, oh, we're good. And then a few months later, she gets pregnant again, this time with five cats. So that was also very fun to watch her, you know, start her own family twice. (laughs) So, yeah, it's. If you thought taking care of one animal is difficult, try taking care of eight cats, five of which are kittens. Really kept you on your feet, huh? (laughs) But luckily, all five of those kittens, they all found homes, and they're also doing great, and, you know, all of them are good. Uh, But unfortunately, we had to give two of our cats away because we were moving, so we gave Butterball and Delta both away to one of the people who adopted one of the kittens. So the mother stayed with some of her children. So there is silver lining and all of that. My dog, my dog, it was, it was weird. So like my dog was afraid of my cat. Like not afraid. Like he wanted to play with her and he would, so he'd go up to play with her, and she would just look at him, and he'd, like, back, like, be terrified of her. I, I don't know. It was just so random. Like, she she was, like, probably a tenth of his size, but he, she was the boss. Yeah, that, that was that was always interesting. Yeah, that's kind of the um relationship I have with, well, not me, but my dog and my cat have with each other. Because our cat has been around for a few more years than the dog. Because she just wants to play. But I think she keeps forgetting that she is like four times his size. So, with, 
which she sees as like normal fun playtime, he sees as like this attack. Just, yeah, attack. He's being yeah. physically assaulted by my dog. I I can recall that this is uh a very long time ago. Um, I had a cat who was um uh, maybe like twenty years old at the time. He was a very old guy. Um, he passed away uh maybe like seven or eight years ago, but he a very big dog was loose in our yard running around and he managed to fight off the dog and scare away the dog by jumping onto it and from that day on i realized that i cats can really stand their own against dogs it's actually yeah. it's actually kind of crazy how i could see why dogs would be a little frightened of cats yeah i, I think Aiden just confirmed that cats are better than dogs. Well, oh, I mean, I don't know if I'd this. go that far, <laughs> but <laughs> just offered some proof a little bit. I I personally think dogs are better. I'll just put it out there. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I just they're just better. <laughs> like yeah, I mean, so so do I. Even after seeing that, I mean, I have a lot of respect for cats, but I'm still definitely more of a dog person. I I've loved all the cats I've had. But at the end of the day, uh, dogs, there's just something special about them. Cats are too antisocial to me. Very, Yeah, they, they do not like a lot of, I mean, it depends on the cat. There, there might be some out there that do like attention. But for the most part, I, the cats that, that we've had that are part of the family, they really did not like to interact with us. They would like to be outside and do their thing, and that was about it. My grandma had a cat when I was, I was really little. We lived with her for a few years and the cat was so mean to me and to like everyone other than her. And I think for a long time I lived with that, but now we have cats and you know, they just want to be pet all the time. So I think it yeah. depends on the animal. Yeah. I was just going to echo what Aiden said, which is that, yeah, cats do usually seem antisocial, but at the end of the day, it does depend on the type of cat. Because, like, for instance, uh, Duke, my current cat, he is very social, and he will scream at you if you don't give him attention. <laughs> he is very dramatic. But, you know, you love him all the same. I also, I, I wanted to bring this up because it's just kind of, it reminded me when Aiden said he had a chihuahua. I also got attacked by a hot dog once. <laughs> the, what, what are they called? The... The, the wiener uh, you know, dog? The wiener dogs, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I got attacked by one of those. Oh my gosh. What's the official name? Aren't they like, uh, I'm probably going to get this. Dachshunds. Yeah, Dachshunds. Oh, yeah, Dachshunds. Dachshunds. Yeah, yeah, I got bit in the ear by one. Oh no. So that was. I mean, any yeah. any dog can be can be lethal. I mean, that I'm sure that wasn't a very, uh, I'm sure that hurt a lot still. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I also got chased by two once. That was interesting. So you're definitely not a doxing guy, I'm guessing. No, I'm not a small dog in general. A small dog guy in general. Actually, that's and funny because my chihuahua is definitely, she. she's the mean one. And the pit bull mix has a heart of gold and loves people. And then the chihuahua, if she sees people, goes crazy and uh, does not want them near her. So it's kind of odd how that works out. It's usually the bigger dogs have... Maybe it's because they have more room for love. Who knows? That's a good way to look at it. Yeah, I think that's like a common misconception is that like the big dogs are big and scary and mean. Like 
Because if you had to ask someone, what would you consider to be the meanest breed of dog? They'd probably say something along the lines of like a Rottweiler or like a um, pit bull. Something like that. When in reality, the real meanest breed of dog is a chihuahua because those are rats. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> wow. <laughs> those small dogs are like the silent killer. Those like they're the ones that sneak up behind you yeah. and just like take you out by your ankles. They just, yeah, they just bite. yeah. But I also feel like it's when people like assume things about dog breeds, like ultimately, I think it's the owner because you could have like, I don't know, like a Boston Terrier and it could be the most vicious dog if if the owner doesn't take care of it or train it well. Like it's not the dog breed in general. It's a nurture thing. Because, yeah, if if it's going to be a lot more noticeable if it's a vicious large dog than a vicious small dog. And, and a vicious large dog would obviously have the capability to do a lot more damage or harm to other people, which is why, of course, a breed can get a bad reputation. But I also think it's interesting, too. I remember reading once, like, because like James had said, like when people, when you ask some, somebody, like, what's the most dangerous breed? They're like Rottweiler, Pitbull, etc. Like, I'm pretty sure like Labrador Retrievers, they're the, that's the most the most dog on human attacks are done by labs, which is, it's just really? interesting. Yeah. I never would have expected that. Wow. Exactly. So that just goes to show that it doesn't necessarily mean that Pitbull or Rottweiler is inherently more vicious than any other breeds. It's just, it's the person. Which like, I, I, pets are good. Like no matter what kind of pet you have, bird, fish, chinchilla, Whatever you have... Hamster. Yeah, any kind of rodent. They help you stay on schedules. And I think that's something that's often overlooked with pets. Because, like, when you have a dog, dogs are big with schedules. Like, they will remember what time you get them up, what time you feed them, what time it's, they're supposed to go to bed. They remember all that. And that also puts reliance on the owner to, like... Make a schedule and follow it, and I like that. It really, it really does keep you productive. You, you worried about your, uh, your little friends. You know, you want to make sure they're healthy as possible, and you take care of them. It really does keep you on your toes. My cats definitely wake me up for breakfast every morning, so I'm always up early. Don't even need an <laughs> alarm clock, right? Nope. And I think you bring up a good point. Like, it's always like I feel like it's always like this cliche thing about how people are like they treat their animals like it's like a a human, you know, like a baby. But in a sense, like, I feel like it actually is. You know what I mean? Especially if you don't have kids of your own. It's like, it's essentially a child. Like, you have a schedule, you have things to do with it. So I guess in that sense, it's, yeah, like, it does help with the schedule. It really, it is a big responsibility having a pet. Like, any pet, really. I mean, sure, there's um, the whole, yeah, these are starter pets um, and everything like that, but any pet really comes with uh, a good amount of uh, responsibilities that you'll have to make sure are being met. Yeah, you forget to feed that fish that one day. No more and fish. It's gone. Yeah. yeah. And I actually yeah. did want to get into uh, what Nate said about how it kind of prepares you for raising a family. I put that in quotes because the needs of a dog are very different from the needs of a human child. But in a sense, it does get you prepared for, like, 
taking care of another being, especially since most people who get new animals are usually children or teenagers. So I think that it's like good life experience to just, you know, be able to take care of something and know all the trials and tribulations, but also like all the triumphs that come with it. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I I can uh, I can agree with that, James. I think if I hadn't had pets growing up, I might have been an entirely different person. It it helps you to learn responsibilities that you might not otherwise encounter if you have, say, just a household with just your family and, and you, and that's it. You're the one being taken care of. You really don't know what it's like to have to take care of anybody else. So it it's a good way to really kickstart that transition into adulthood in that sense. It's like, I think because we're all naturally, we care about ourselves the most, like taking care of ourselves. And, but I think when you have a pet, especially from a young age, it really teaches you to kind of put somebody else's needs and what, what, what they require before your own at times. And I think that's probably one of the most important things a pet can teach is the fact that at every waking moment, it's not like what I want, what I, what I need Sometimes you have to be there for another creature, even if it is a dog, a cat, whatever it may be. Yeah, and it definitely gets you used to having something. Like, it's basically just what you said, having something dependent on you. And I think when you are an adult, especially not even, like, just having kids and stuff, like, on work, like, you might have to have other people at work dependent on you. Like, I don't know. Or, like, people are dependent on you your whole life, and it's a good kickstart to that. Yeah, I also uh, just want to add quick that pets aren't only just like an investment where like you're giving them all this time and attention and energy because they also give something back. Apologies for getting very scientific here, but uh, pets help you release a hormone called oxytocin. Uh, and basically that's called like the uh, hugging hormone. And you get it from, like, hugging a loved one, a friend, or, like, just having physical interaction with them. So not only do pets prepare you for, you know, the real world with schedules and taking care of them, like we mentioned previously, but they also make you just feel good mentally. You know what? If I'm not mistaken, when you have a baby, you release a lot of oxytocin. I don't exactly remember why learned about an anatomy with Mr. O'Connell. So that would make sense with the parental correlation between your, you and your pet. Yeah, that would explain it. I, I mean, lately, with all the stresses and everything that have, that have uh, been going on, it's like anytime I just take a moment to sit down with my, uh, my dogs and chill out for a little bit, it, it feels really nice. And honestly, I, I feel the stress just move right off my shoulders. It feels, it's, it's always nice to just take a moment to spend time with your animals. And I think too, also another, you brought, you kind of reminded me of this Aiden was like, I feel like as, as weird as it may sound like sometimes even just talking to your animals, you know, if you're worried about something is oddly therapeutic because if you talk to, to a person, like they're going to judge you on something or they're going to think a certain way. And the animal obviously is not going to talk back to you, but it's like just to say it to something and just being able to just say it without having someone, you know, fire back at you or whatever is kind of relieving as yeah, well. Yeah, it feels good. Yeah, I talk to my cat all the time, and the only emotion he feels is hunger. So, like, I don't Great need to listeners. worry about being judged. Yeah, they are. 
Now, we did talk about the pets that we currently have, but I'm interested in the pets, the like our dream pet. If we could have any pet, regardless of cost and like all of that, which pet would we have? Because my dream pet is an otter. <laughs> an otter? Mm-hmm. They're cute. They're cute. And I'm pretty sure they're legal in Connecticut. It's been a while since I looked that up. But if I could I mean, have, yeah, yeah, if I could have any pet, I would have an otter. They are adorable, and I love them, and I want one. I want a tiger. Um, Aladdin was my favorite Disney movie. Oh, it still is. When I was little, um, I we would watch it every night. So I want a tiger like Princess Jasmine. I, I want a bear cub. It's like oh a, my it's god! Like a, I was gonna say the like exact stuffed same. animal. <laughs> oh, it's like a stuffed animal. So it doesn't kill me when it gets big, but yeah, I, I was I remember watching a documentary a while back, and there's like a guy cuddling a huge bear that's like three of them. It, it's it's an incredible thing to see, really, and I can only imagine how nice cuddling with a huge bear like that would be. I but you you definitely would have to raise it from a very young age if if you don't want to be seen as a mule. Yeah, you'd have to imprint on it very very quickly. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Sacred Heart Open Forum. Goodbye.